let's talk about healing, hope, and the possibility of afterlife. As we all will go through some kind of loss at one point in our life, and we will need help to get through it, even if you don't think you do. We're here to help you find your light at the end of the tunnel. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. Have you ever felt a presence just as you were falling asleep or as you were waking up? You may not be hallucinating, especially if you felt like a healing experience from pain you were experiencing with grief. Continuing our talk on after-death communication with the book, Hello from Heaven, by Bill and Judy Guggenheim. Today, we're talking about twilight ADCs, encounters at the alpha state as you are half asleep or half awake, which is a fairly common one. And we're not talking about vampires. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I, although I did enjoy that show, Twilight. I don't think you did. We've talked about vampires behind the scenes here yeah but this is very different but it did I thought it was cute because you know they did this study in the 80s so that show hadn't even come out yet but these right. studies from Bill and Judy they show that you can actually achieve this twilight alpha state from various types of relaxation techniques like meditation and meditation exercises or hypnosis and even deep prayer so according to this research you can be contacted by a deceased loved one more easily if you're in this relaxed, open, and receptive frame of mind. And while in this state, you could experience many of the different types of ADCs we've talked about, like sensing a presence, hearing a voice, feeling a touch, smelling a fragrance, partial or full appearance, and visions. And their point in this chapter and the next one, which is going to be sleep state ADCs, which happen when you're asleep, obviously, but they are exactly the same as the experiences that people have had while they're wide awake. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And here's one of my favorite stories that um, I read. It was Gene. Um, he was expecting a call from his brother on Christmas Eve. He was in Korea with the army and Unfortunately, later that night, their mom got a telegram from the army officer stating that Roger was killed in a helicopter crash while serving for his country. The family couldn't believe it. What happened, especially on that day? How would you like to get that news on that no, that's day? Bad timing. Yeah. <laughs> so they were all like in a shock. So on Christmas Day, as they were going about their holiday, Gene decided to go take a nap, relax, because he was so tired from everything that had been going on. And all of a sudden, he felt his brother's presence. He felt him. He didn't see him at all, but he just felt his presence at that time. And he felt he said to him, everything is all right. Everything is okay. Tell mama that I'm all right and not to worry about me. Tell her that I love her. And I just love that. He went yeah. to his brother to say, go talk to your mom about, yeah. about this and let her know where I'm at and that I'm okay and that she he loves her. I love he, that. 
he just knew that his mom needed that to be able to face the funeral because yeah. I can't imagine. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what that was. He just knew that she needed some kind of extra little, everything's okay to, I mean, cause maybe she wouldn't want to get out of bed that next morning and it's the holidays yeah. and it's unexpected and it's tragic. So yeah. it's definitely a great, a great gift that he was able to give. Yeah, most definitely. I liked one of the examples of tough love because it's funny how some of these spirits come across and they speak their mind and they're still their personality. But I could also relate to this because Sandra, who was 21, lost her dad when he was 56 due to a heart attack, which you could relate to that too. But being in that early stages, which I was my early 20s, I remember not wanting to laugh or feeling guilty if I laughed because my dad, you know, died suddenly. So she said that she was just not getting on with her life. She even described it as drowning in her own sorrow. And about seven to eight months after he died, and she described it being while she was in an alpha state, she felt his presence, which seems to be the first thing. They seem to feel a presence. Right. But then she heard him say, I want you to knock this off. I love you and I love your mother, but it's time for you to get on with your life. I'm happy now where I am. Please stop wishing me back. I've got other things to do. You've got to let me go. So I love that quote. (laughs) You know, (laughs) let me go. I've got stuff to do. Yeah. This is a kick in the butt for her. I mean, yeah. Get up. You've got a whole life ahead of you. I get it. Cause that's cause all right now I'm. If my dad was here, he probably would not in that, those words, but something to the effect, get off your butt. Yes. And go do what you need to do. Right. And she said, that's exactly what happened. She, after that, she was very alert. She was awake, you know, and, and at least from that experience, she said she saw her father in the corner of her room. She could see him fairly clearly from his head to about his waist. She said that he had the look of contentment. Like he wanted to show her that he was okay. And that even though she felt all this love for him and he was gone, the love wasn't gone and he wasn't really gone. But she did say it changed her almost instantly. She felt like a ton of weight had been lifted off of her. She felt a lot of peace, acceptance about his death. And she was able to start living in her life again and stop the downward spiral. So that's what the gift is. Yeah, I love that her dad just didn't care what he was going to say to her. Yeah, just, no. It's like, just kick boom. her in the butt. <laughs> yeah. Wake up. Yep. It's not the end of the world for you. It right. The end of this world for me. Yep. And I'm in but, another one. That's right. A I'm new good. one. And I'm yes. good. I'm happy. Yes. Yeah. So I understand where she's coming from. So I, so I'm glad that happened to her and helped her get through that. The one I'm going to talk about next is has to do also with heart disease. Bruce, so Bruce, who lost his father to heart disease, he also got a visit from his dad within a week after he died. He saw his father who was at the foot of his bed. It was like hanging above him. Like it looked like it was like, it was a ghost, almost like a picture, like what we talked about in the last oh, one. Right, right. His dad looked younger and healthier. So he described it as he was floating about three feet off the ground and he wasn't solid, but he wasn't transparent either. He was glowing and very tranquil, and he had this purposeful look on him. And as Bruce became more aware of what was 
going on, he went from this twilight period to being fully awake and watched his dad for several seconds. And then he clearly heard his dad say, and I mean, it was in his dad's voice, don't worry about me. Everything is going to be all right. And then he just kind of faded away. And I think like we were saying before, just, you just, they just need, we need to hear just that little thing. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. It's amazing. All these messages are the same, but they, if, if they're for you from a loved one that you have, it means so much. It does. It does. And getting those little messages just put you at peace a lot. Like you were saying a lot faster than you would, if you didn't have these, it kicks you in the butt. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then, and it doesn't even have to be family. Like there was this one woman, Louise, she was about 40 years old, but a family friend who was 20 had drowned and he appeared to her asking her to do him a favor. He wanted her to tell his mother to have an altar call at the funeral. And he said that I've got loved ones. I want to be saved. And she was, of course, we've talked about this before. Like, you don't want to beat that attack medium, you know, out of nowhere. How do you, how do you bring up a subject like that to someone? And especially when they've just died, it's very sensitive, you know? So she, of course, was very hesitant, but she did go talk to the mom. She did tell her, and she was especially hesitant because they weren't a normal, like church going type family. So that, of course, would bring extra fear of, oh, how is this going to sound? And who knows what Luis was like? They didn't say. But if she was church going, would they look at her like, oh, you're just using this to press me? You know, there's that fear. But she actually did believe that her son came to her and that he wanted that. And so she did it. And what you know, it was his brother that ended up going forward. And it apparently turned his life around. It changed him. He became a police officer. He just, you know, actually got his life, you know, back in shape. And it's like the the brother knew he got to the other side and he's like, he saw things differently or clearly and, you know, wanted to help his brother. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. They always are there to help you not to hurt you at all. So whenever you do get these, know that it's not in hurtful to hurt you. Or scare you. (laughs) Yeah. Or scare you because even like with the the dad that who came to her and did the kick in the butt, it wasn't to hurt her. It was to help lift her up and get her going again. Mm-hmm. Yes. And another story that I thought was beautiful, um, Maria, who lost her mother-in-law, Angela, who was 80 years old, her mother-in-law lived with them for about five years before they died. So she was very close with her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law was also a W amputee. It was blind due to diabetes. So she had a lot of things going on with her. And two days after Angela, Angelina died, Maria was just laying on the bed with her grandson, Tony. They were just trying to take a nap, get to some sleep. And while they were laying there, she looked up and she saw Angelina just standing there. And she, she said to herself, oh my gosh, she's got her legs back. Like it was in disbelief. Like, I can't believe like she has her legs. She's standing. It was, it was just a great feeling for her to just to see that, but right. there was more to it. And she didn't look old anymore. Again, like a lot of these stories we right. read that 
they could become their younger self. And she noticed that Angelina was looking at Tony and said to Tony, my dearest darling, as she never saw her uh, Tony before because she was blind. So she was so happy that she was able to see, see her, see the, her, her Tony. So it's like she came back to see her grandson with, yeah. you know, that she hadn't been able to see before. And that that's really cool. Yeah. I, I love that because it was just like, Oh, okay. It gives you that relief again. Oh, she got to see her grandson. Yeah. Right. She met a lot. Tony met a lot to Angelina. Mm-hmm. But she didn't actually get to see him. She got to hold him and do all that, but not actually right. see him. That's and cool. her face was radiant, brilliant with light, with a smile. Her eyes were just glowed with love. And then Maria leaned up and said, you're like in excitement thinking, oh, she, you're back, you're back. <laughs> and, um, and then Adelina turned and said, no, darling, I just have come to say goodbye. Then she looked at Tony and said, my dearest darling, I love you so much. And then what I love this too is, so she didn't think she left Maria out kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the sympathy. Leaned, yeah. Maria was like, she leaned over to Maria and said, I love you too, Maria. Goodbye. And then she just faded and disappeared away. And Maria became right after that she became totally awake and she knew right from there that was not a dream because she looked at everything around the room she was like and it was the same it was was laying in the same spot yeah yeah so I was like see that those things can make things so real and go wait did this really happen and it did and she knew it and I, w- Just, I would like to know if Maria ever told Tony once he grew up, because, you know, this this study was done back in the 80s. So that's yeah. when the story was told. I, I know wonder. she said she wanted to tell Tony later as he got older about mm-hmm. this. So that's cool. Probably. But who knows what happened yeah. to even Maria? So, you know, I just having that experience with her mother-in-law and then right. and Maria's grandson it's just is just great all around and beautiful that's true when when my daughter was little she saw someone that I didn't see and she she was awake but she just said bye bye and I looked over my shoulder no one was there (laughs) and I just thought oh she's you know somebody's visiting her but I was wide awake for that one I have had the experience though I was in the alpha state when I experienced that shared death experience that I've talked about with my grandmother it was 1130 at night. I had laid down to go to bed and then I started thinking about her and I purposely laid on my back and started breathing and meditating. So I had, without knowing this is all part of how you can get to the state and receive, um, that's what I had done. And I didn't even realize I was in the alpha state when I've told that story before until we got right. to the book. <laughs> so it can happen there. It has. Yeah, I haven't had any of these experiences myself, but I love this next story on how these different ADCs can change change your life for the good. Um, so Mitch, who lost his daughter to an automobile accident at 23, he saw his daughter and with some friends, like he was in that state, that twilight state right there. He saw his daughter with friends and then he saw this man figure and then he looked and it was Jesus. And he was not a very 
like church going or like go like a big believer in in the lord so this seeing that his daughter was okay it made him think wait i need to change my life right now i need to find the lord and live for the lord and he changed his whole life around the lord he helped like he went to church he went and he helped kids during different times that in need and it just changed his life so much that it just it felt good and that's what he was that vision he had of his child with the lord it just it's like he's telling not only that his daughter's okay but the lord is here to help you and help you find yourself and find your way again so and a lot of these stories, it seems like they come to people at a very significant time in their life, like to help them get through the funeral, like we said, with the mom and her son that died um, working you know, for the military Yeah. to help maybe through a tough time, like putting down a pet, you know, when, or going yeah. through a surgery and you're afraid. Um, and, you know, if you haven't been able to pull yourself out of grief, they're there to kick you in the butt, <laughs> so, <laughs> right. you know, but um, or to pass along a message to someone else for them, but they always come across with the same message that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, they all, it doesn't matter what kind of ADC they no. have, they all seem to have the same, like that little tiny thing, everything's going to be okay. Right. And, and I love how it goes to different people, even if they're not related. That's what I love too. And that they have to yeah, choose to tell that loved one. Yeah. What, that's the hardest thing. They're going to think I'm crazy, but yeah. <laughs> that's how everybody yeah. starts it. But you even yeah. said in one of the stories, you were talking about how they looked radiant you know, and they look beautiful. That that's another thing they found in all these stories was how a whole room will be filled with an all-encompassing sense of peace. You know, it tells us that yeah. they radiate some kind of spiritual energy, and it will even hang around in the room after the visit is over. And that's cool because that's that's some invisible, like mysterious, we don't know what that is thing that right. we want to believe in. And these stories can help you truly believe in it. Yeah. And we're both true believers in all of this. And I think all these stories show that when we get to the other side, we ret we also retain everything about who we are, except for our body and all of our material, material possessions. We, so we have our personality, identity, and we, we remember things that happen. So when we do come back to visit our loved ones, we can let them know this is for real because right. not just anyone knows those certain stories as right. we could knew from like hearing from John Edwards things he was saying stuff that no one knew except for those two people right so it's just it's great that you know that they retain all of those basic things so that they can come back and you'll be like oh, okay yeah and, it, so, and they come through with their personality in those words. Yeah, that's what I love. I love it. And that actually goes with the quote that we're going to end with today. Just as a little bird cracks open the shell and flies out, we fly out of this shell, the shell of the body. We call that death. 
but strictly speaking, death is nothing but a change of form by Swami Satyananda. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.nisti.tm at gmail.com. Our podcast, Surviving Death and Dying, is available worldwide on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, Amazon Audible, Listen Note, Facebook, YouTube, and more. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com, where we have links to the books we talk about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. We did it again. We survived death and dying. Another episode. Because we believe life and love never dies.